Thank you for joining us for Sound Reasoning with Christian apologist and minister Perseus Poku of Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's program will educate, train, and empower you to defend your Christian faith with confidence. Perseus has his bachelor's in history and a master's degree in apologetics. We hope you enjoy this time of equipping so that you can answer questions to defend your Christian faith effectively. Now here's Perseus Poku on Sound Reasoning. Welcome to Sound Reasoning. I'm your host, Perseus Poku. The Bible reminds us that we walk in the flesh and we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And you can find that in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 10, uh, verses 3 through 5. Then we are reminded to study to show ourselves approved unto God, a workman that need not be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. One thing I love about being a Christian is I now see things from a different lens, Before I was a Christian, I saw it from a secular perspective, and and I'm talking about everything in life, the way I saw relationships, the way that uh, I I saw manhood, the way that I saw finances, the way that I saw purpose in life, uh, the way that I saw death, the way that I saw marriage. It's not totally different because I've been saved. I'm now wearing a different lens, and this lens is based on not how I feel, but based on the word of God. And in today's culture, we hear it all the time. uh, Our coworkers are talking about race and uh, family members are talking about race and uh, politicians are talking about race. And one thing about living in America, um, you have to try hard to not realize that this Uh, Western society is rooted in racial uh, tensions and is rooted uh, from a a racial paradigm. And even though uh, many try to obscure or to not deal with this issue of race, it still comes up and we have to deal with it. Then once we become a Christian, uh, it it seems like... um, We wouldn't have to deal with it as much, but even within the body of Christ, because many of us have not dealt with this issue, um, it's not going anywhere. We still have to deal with it. But I'm hoping uh, whether you're talking about race, whether you're talking about marriage, whether you're talking about finance, whether you're talking about worship, regardless of what we're talking about, I'm hoping that we can talk about it from a biblical discourse. It's easy for us to say, well, I think, or I feel, or what I believe. What we need to make sure is we check in our own personal biases with the word of God. And oftentimes our culture plays a big role in it uh, as it relates to our views concerning different things. So today's episode, I wanted to uh, just talk about the topic of race just a little bit. And we have a special guest. Uh, She's 
is a, a, a licensed clinical social worker. Uh, she even has a degree in counseling. But more importantly, for our purpose, she is a teacher in Christian apologetics. And, and that's what uh, motivated me to invite her to Sound Reasoning Radio Show. We want to welcome uh, our special guest for today, Sister Elrita Dodds. Sister Dodds, how are you? Fine, I'm fine. Thank you so much for inviting me, Minister Boku. It is not a problem. You wrote a book um, entitled, and I love it, <laughs> uh, Racism, the Bible, and the American Dream, with a subtitle of From Slavery to Obama, a frank discussion from a Christian perspective on racial discrimination in America and its effects on life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Amen. That's a mouthful. So, yes. <laughs> so please give us a working definition uh, of race. Well, uh, race basically uh, is defined as it's a descriptive uh, human category, and it, it fits um, uh, that one fits into based on one's skin color, facial features, mm-hmm. national origin, or uh, ancestry. And in America, uh, the, uh, the basic deciding factor of uh, what one's racial identity is has to do with whether or not one is considered to be white or non-white, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, persons of color, uh, we are often categorized into uh, several uh, different uh, uh, races. It could be African-Americans, Asian, Hispanic, uh, Latino, Native Americans, and so forth. Uh, and a person uh, of color, uh, well, a person who is not in one of those categories uh, is basically uh, considered white, Caucasian, uh, white, uh, the uh, dominant group, as we would say, uh, in America specifically. But even all over the world, uh, these racial categories are uh, pretty, um, you know, pretty much uh, written into our psyche, you know, as as far as uh, what race is. Uh, But basically, we're really looking at um, how people look. Mm-hmm. Uh, oftentimes, right. you know, we, we can go deeper than that, but usually it's uh, people. Uh, that's why a lot of people, if, if, uh, if they don't know, but people can't tell exactly what race they are or mm-hmm. ethnicity, they'll ask them, what are you? Right, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, that kind of thing. So we're looking at, but our, our operative, um, our working definition is um uh, descriptive human category one fits into based on skin color, facial features, national origin, and or ancestry. I may be jumping the gun a bit, but um, as Christians, when when I pose that type of question in terms of uh, of, of race uh, and how we should mm-hmm. define it, how should we go about making sure that we uh, have a biblical understanding of how to define race? Yeah, and it's interesting um, because <clears throat> race is uh, man-made. Um, biblically, uh, God does not really uh, care about the color of our skin or how our right. eyes are put together and all of this. This is really man-made, and actually I think it's uh, demonically inspired mm. uh, because uh, it helps to— uh, you know, infiltrate the thoughts of people, one person dominating another or having power over another, thinking they're superior to another. Uh, so biblically, if we talk about race, the first thing we have to say is, you know, 
the Bible doesn't really get into race. Uh, the Bible, that's not a, a biblical thing. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a, a, a man-made thing. And what, what God gets into is nations. You right. know, he categorizes people by uh, the nation that you live in, right. uh, that you were born in, uh, and whether or not you are a child of God or a child of the devil. That's how God categorizes human, human beings. And uh, biblically and scripturally, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, uh, there is no, uh, especially uh, in Christ, you know, there's no Greek or Jew, no male or female, right. no, no slave or freeman. Right. You know, we're, we're, we're all in, in, in Christ. And so this is how I would respond, because I think a lot of people are very surprised that uh, uh, biblically, they well, you know, we've We've heard a lot of false doctrine through the years regarding right. what people think the Bible says about race and racism. But uh, people are surprised when you really get into the study of it mm-hmm. and you see, oh, wait a minute. The Bible is not really focused on this at all, focused on skin color and, you know, uh, that kind of thing. The Bible is more focused on what nations are doing as far as the nation um, with God or without, or not with God. Right. Uh, and... Uh, you know, uh, it's the individual person with God or not with God. Right. You know, it has nothing to do with how one looks. Uh, we've done that. Ex- as, as right. People. Right. So right. We're the human race, and that's it. There's one, and another picture <laughs> that comes to mind as far as there being one, one, you know, this type of flesh, that type of flesh. We see that in Genesis. Well, there's the human flesh. And then that's it. Yes. You know, uh, black people don't have a different type of human flesh than white people, and white right. people don't have the human type of flesh. And Asian people, you know, you have the, the flesh of uh, uh, animals and the flesh of, you know, birds and the flesh of fish. And right. The flesh of humans. Right. And that's it. Right. Yeah. So right. that would be our that would be our response, I, I believe. But a lot of Christians don't really know how don't they you know they they don't know that that's their response because right. they haven't really. It, so. Well, I I, yeah. I I appreciate that. Um, what motivated you to write a book on this topic? Well, um, years ago, I believe that one of the uh, ministries that uh, God called me to is to uh, defend the faith. The Lord has blessed me with the ability to be able to write. And um, so I believe uh, that he uh, called me uh, to uh, defend the faith and and to use the medium of, of writing uh, as far as getting the message across. But uh, I believe he uh, was very specific as to the topics he wants me to address. Usually mm-hmm. in Christian apologetics, we're basically talking about, um, you know, uh, either creation versus evolution, or we're talking about uh, Christianity versus cults of Christianity and things of that sort, or world religions. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Um, Specifically, I think uh, God was, uh, I felt he was telling me in my heart to write an uh, apologetic message, uh, defense of the faith, where it comes to race and racism, uh, because um, uh, we don't see a lot of that in apologetic material. Right. Uh, and, uh, you know, um, but, however, there are certain segments of people in our society who will, will not uh, go to church. They won't pick up a Bible because they believe that the Bible is racist. Right. That's what they've heard all their lives. Right. You know, they believe. Yeah, they believe that um, the Bible is against black people. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've heard um, uh, say of just all down through the ages. Uh, they've heard uh, uh, say, for instance, uh, the Nation of Islam. 
uh, and uh, Elijah Muhammad mm-hmm. uh, wrote a book called Message to the Black Man in America, where he basically said that uh, Christianity was nothing more than a black slave making religion. Right. I mean, that's a quote. Uh, they they have had they had a lot of influence over black people uh, many years, especially during the fifties and the sixties and seventies, even in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, and so I started to uh, realize that wow, there are a lot of um, black people who really believe that the Bible is racist, that uh, the Bible is a slave making religion, that the Bible cursed blacks to be right. slaves, which is another one of those uh, false doctrines that is passed down through the centuries, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, uh, and that um, I, I remember because uh, this was back in the early '90s when God called me to do this, and uh, I remember seeing a television show for Winfrey, as a matter of fact, and uh, I, I actually at that point at that time her subject it was way back uh, she. Uh, she she was doing a program on homosexuality, and someone stood up and said, "Well, you know, the Bible says, you know, this says that uh, it's a sin or whatever." And she said, "I remember distinctly." She said, "Don't talk to me about the Bible. Isn't it that that book that says slaves obey your master?" <laughs> All right. So, yeah, uh, so you know, and, and of course, if that's what the Bible says, and yeah, and it does, but it says a whole lot of other things exactly. about how masters are supposed to treat slaves and mm-hmm. how slavery. During uh, the antebellum years, uh, during America, was uh, immoral because you know kidnapping a man and selling him into slavery is a sin, and you know all these different scriptures. We should be able to do around me, but that's never talked about. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, slave trading has just been going, and you know the way they did it as far as kidnapping and bringing them across the Atlantic Ocean and all that was right. a sin, taking uh, de- destroying families, and uh, but uh, a lot of people don't even know those scriptures are. In the Bible, mm-hmm. and so I I set out to defend the faith in this area, to write on race and racism, and to defend the faith so that more people, and not just black people, even white people, mm-hmm. uh, uh, could see that this is uh, a lie. Uh, the Bible is, doesn't say that blacks are first to be slaves. Right. Uh, the the uh, God regulated uh, the system of slavery. Uh, but um, the system of slavery here in America was against biblical. Uh, it was wrong Teachings, right. because of how it was implemented. Right. Uh, you know, because the Jews sold themselves into slavery, so God had regulations. Right. You know, uh, they had to pay a debt at times. You know. Right. Uh, right. So and um, and so I've been defending the faith on this. And um, when I wrote this book, um, a lot of people didn't understand why racism in the Bible and the American Dream. And then Trayvon Martin happened. Mm-hmm. And folks began to understand why I wrote this. Uh, you know, they began to be able to use it uh, and uh, to, to to talk about that the the Bible is against this kind of thing, right? Institutional racism, you know, uh, oppressing people, oppressing groups of people, right? Uh, against favoritism. All this is in the Bible, uh, and so I think it's just extremely important to be part of the apologetic conversation. It basically isn't. And uh, so the Lord has, you know, just put it on my heart. There are other people writing about it, but it's a small little niche, you mm-hmm. know. You know, but it's it's part of defending the faith. Plus the fact I think we as Christians need to know what to say mm-hmm. when people say the Bible is racist. Right. And God is racist. And the Bible, right. you know, 
and the slavery issue and didn't is this isn't you know and people start isn't the bible the one that says this this says that you, you gotta know how to respond <laughs> yeah i want to commend you we don't know how to respond a lot <laughs> you're right and and i really want to commend you for allowing god to use you to write a book on this topic we may say it's heavy it's deep but God is, is, is a lot bigger than any topic we can come up with. And he's given us mm-hmm. the resources to respond to some of these things that we struggle with. And in your book, um, I, and I love history, by the way, that was my, uh, my undergrad was in history. So, oh, wonderful. so, so I, I love this book in terms of his contribution to the historicity of the nation that we live in. You talk about the Civil War. You talk about mm-hmm. uh, uh, the Constitution, the Jim Crow era, uh, civil yeah. rights movement, and then you, you you alluded to the institutional racism. But I love how you capped it off with uh, looking at it from a biblical perspective, and that's yeah, yeah. that's what uh, uh, to me I, I I I love to hear that because that's what we all are Christians, like you said, ought to be able to do which is regardless of what we're talking about, we need to mm-hmm. bring it back to the scriptures. And right, what right, does the right. scriptures actually say versus what me or some other person uh, may presuppose as it says. And and, mm-hmm. and, and right. reading your book, you helping us to look at some of the things that we've heard in the classroom and some of the false data that many of us have been taught or we might have heard on a political trail and you bringing it back to a Christian paradigm. So can you kind of comment on that? Yeah, sure. Thank you so much. You know what? I, uh, I wrote, I felt like if I'm going to write about a defending faith in this area, you know, race and racism and, you know, uh, what the Bible really says about that and uh, really trying to bring it home as far as, no, the Bible is not against black folks. <laughs> right. You know, this the Bible is not a, a white man's religion and right. all this. Uh, I first have to talk about, well, how did we get here? Why, why do I even feel compelled to talk about this? Mm. You know, how did this even happen? And so I uh, decided, uh, I said, you know, well, the Lord put it in my heart. I said, well, I've got to get some background together. So, and, and you know, I started I started off by, you know, uh, defining racism, racism, what it is, why it is. And uh, then I get into the rise of racism. How I start back with the Indians. Uh, Native Americans, quote-unquote Indians, the advent of slavery, the Civil War, the Constitution, uh, the amendments to the Constitution, 13th, 14th, and and 15th, and the birth of uh, white America uh, and black America, you know, how that all started, and then who's white and who's not, you know, how race really, how this this racial uh, thing that we've created or that has been created. Uh, how it's broken down and who's white and who's not, because that's really what it boils down to, you know, um, as far as discrimination, who's, who's going to be discriminated against and who has the power uh, to to do a lot of the institutional discrimi- discrimination. Uh, history of racial discrimination, early Chinese immigrant discrimination, I talk about that. Mm-hmm. I talked about the uh, Japanese internment camps, but, uh, Jim Crow, Reconstruction, mm-hmm. you know, uh, all of this um, Passing interracial marriage under Jim Crow, and I talk about the civil rights movement uh, in America, uh, and uh, you know Martin Luther King, and many of the many of the landmark 
incidences right. that happened through that, Emmett Till murder, Montgomery Bus boycott, all of that, Civil Rights Act of 65. Then I get into institutional racism. Right. And some of the institutional racism that's not talked about, like the institutional racism of politics, uh, of course, of law enforcement and the judicial system. But there's institutional racism in Hollywood. I get into that. The institutional right. racism of beauty, right. you know, the right. health care system, uh, uh, all of this. And um, even the institutional racism of the foster care system. And then in uh, Chapter 6, I get into uh, racism and religions and ideologies associated with Christianity, like the Christian identity movement. Well, right. that's not Christian at all. It's, right. a, it's a white supremacist religion. Right. Uh, the Mormon church. Right. Uh, oh, my goodness. Their material is very, <laughs> it's, it's quoted with um, racism. Yes. Um, uh, and um, then the biblical perspective on race. Uh, that's when I culminated into that, just like you said. I give all this background, and then I culminated into um, the Bible when it comes to actually putting people in racial categories. What do the scriptures say when right. it comes to favoritism, when it comes to human equality, when it comes to slavery, interracial marriage, uh, this issue on the color of God, what color is God? People get into that. <laughs> right. When it comes to very dark skin, I get into the Song of Solomon and that particular newlywed marriage and the, the fact that uh, the woman that's talked about, this beautiful woman that's talked about all throughout uh, the whole uh, uh, book is a black woman. You're right. From what we can tell. You're right. Yeah, you know, right. I mean, yeah. And, and the Jews and the chosen people, because a lot of people are all there just so upset. Well, the Bible says the Jews are the chosen people. And what that really means, and it's, it's like, you know, well, yeah, that, they're not superior people. Right. They're chosen because, <laughs> because of, uh, that was, uh, you know, God bless God's Abraham, preference, they, right. They come from his seed, but that doesn't mean they're superior. And they, too, uh, in order to be saved, have to confess Amen. that Jesus is Lord and that He rose from the dead. You know, so uh, so I I get into all of this, and then at my appendix, I talk about the basic beliefs of Christianity. Amen. And, and, and do some, yeah. I really enjoy reading the appendix, uh, and and, uh-huh. and and again, we thank you so much for being on sound reasoning. And believe it or not, our time is up. Uh, but, oh my goodness. but, okay, but it, it, great topic is, uh, sister Rita Dodds, please get her book, racism, the Bible and the American dream. Um, and that's just the title, but there are subtitles to it. Please, uh, um, go online and Google her name and, uh, get in touch with her sister Dodds. Thank you so much. And we'll be in touch again. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And just so they know, if you, they can go to Amazon to get it more. Okay, thank you so much. You can get her book from Amazon. Remember to do for the truth what others do for a lie. God bless. for listening to Sound Reasoning with apologist and minister Perseus Poku from Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's lesson has equipped you to share and defend your Christian faith with boldness. Sound Reasoning Ministries offers training in apologetics, biblical studies, and systematic theology. Join in on discussions on Facebook at Sound Reasoning Ministries. For more information about the ministry, to send an email, ask a question, or support the ministry, visit online at srministries.org. That's srministries.org. 
Listen again next week at this same time. And remember, Titus 1.9 says, Hold firm to the trustworthy message as has been taught so that you can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. Sound Reasoning Ministries, srministries.org. Hey, everybody. I'm Dale. And I'm Tamara. And we're hosts of the Kynos Project podcast. Where we help you tackle ancient Christian truths in everyday settings. The word kainos means new, and that's exactly what we want to do on our podcast. Bring something new from what is old in our faith. And on this show, you might hear us explore topics like what the Bible has to say about student loan forgiveness, discuss how the satanic temple affects our view of religious liberty in America, or even question why is it that so many people are having rapture anxiety. To learn more about the podcast, go to lifeaudio.com.